Good morning, Forest View. Uh, before we begin, I want to give a, a quick update uh, on our youth ministry and uh, where we're at with that. I know we've been searching for a while for a new uh, director of youth ministry, and um, we're, the, the search continues. We're actually going to be having some interviews on Tuesday night, so if you can pray for that, that would be really helpful. We've, been, we've done a lot of interviews, gone through a lot of resumes, um, and I just want to kind of update you where we're at right now in, in the meantime. Um, we are really blessed to have a few really key volunteers and an, and an amazing team of volunteers as well. Um, for example, uh, Jenna Wilson, she has stepped up and is really helping with the, the senior high side of things and helping organize and get things together, and we're so thankful for her gifts. And she's, she's an amazing product of the church, and now she's using her gifts to help serve the church. So thank you, Jenna. And uh, we have uh, a number of other volunteers that are working with that team. Uh, someone like Mark Weller, who's helping a lot with the, the, the reality side, so the junior high side of things, where um, he's, he used to be a youth pastor. And so we're really excited. We have some really gifted people, a lot of volunteers stepping up. Um, and, and we have a schedule that's happening where there's going to be uh, different topics being spoken on each Wednesday, and Jenna's helping organize that. I'm hoping myself to get to get, speak to the youth as well some one of these weeks. So we're really excited. So just wanted to let you know that we understand the importance of youth ministry. We understand that as we pour into this next generation of leaders, they are helping build up the church as well. So uh, if you have any questions or thoughts or, you know, you had a hot tip on a good person or something like that, let us know. Um, we're really excited to see. Hopefully in the near future, God will bring someone that will be just the right fit for uh, this church. So um, thank you for, for praying with us. I wanted to throw a picture up on the screen, see if anyone recognizes this face. Anyone know who this is? What's his name? Bear. Bear Grylls. He's uh, an explorer survivalist. He had a, a show called uh, Man vs. Wild that people were watching when he'd, you know, go out into the epic wilderness and survive by eating raw fish and all those type of things, right? And uh, he's, he's pretty famous for this. He's done some amazing things. He's also done some dangerous things, parachuting. I uh, had a parachute broke and, and it kind of, he landed pretty hard, broke three vertebrae. So people said he might not ever walk again. 18 months later, he's the youngest Brit to climb Mount Everest. So he's one of those kind of crazy people. Um, he, he had a, uh, a world record for uh, the highest ever uh, formal dinner party up on a, hot, on a hot air balloon with a bunch of soldiers. They were on their dinner ties and wearing oxygen masks while eating formal dinner and stuff like that. Um, it's very just an interesting guy he's, who's well-known and been involved in many other TV shows. Right now he's had a show, uh, I think it's called Running Wild, where he's had people like... Uh, Michael Jordan come out in the wilderness, or even President Barack Obama come out in the, in the wilderness and kind of for two days and kind of see uh, what's going on there. And and so he's he's someone who's who's well known. And what I what I liked about um, what he's been doing lately is even he he's a, a believer. He follows Jesus, and he himself understands that it is incumbent upon anyone who follows Jesus to serve to serve the church, and to serve the larger world. And so what I, I'm really impressed with right now is he's actually uh, given his story to, to help uh, a movement called Alpha and to try to help uh, promote Alpha and, and try to help people uh, hear about Jesus or learn about Jesus for the first time. So I want to show a video really quickly of what he's doing. What does it take to live a life of adventure? The truth is, the first step is always the hardest. That's the one that takes the most courage. But I've learned not to run from that fear and just do it. 
My Christian faith can be a little up and down, like any relationship. It has struggles and it has doubts. But it's so often brought light to a dark path, warmth to a cold mountain, and strength to a failing body. I remember crawling onto the summit of Everest and clearing the snow from my mask to see the curvature of the earth at the edges. But finding a simple faith that empowers my life, to me, that's been my greatest adventure. Got questions about life? Try Alpha. So you might have seen his face on, on some bus stops recently. They're starting to come out. They're in the malls. Um, there's a kind of a campaign happening. I'm really excited, actually, uh, Forest View and myself. I'm going to join uh, Pastor John Latta, who's at the Meeting House Burlington. We're going to be doing uh, some Tuesday nights starting uh, September 27th at 7 p.m. So if you are someone who's kind of wanting to know more about the faith, or if you're someone who... Uh, uh, wants to invite out some friends. You're like, oh, I you know some friends who might have questions. Uh, please come out on, on that, uh, the Tuesday. Um, but the reason I brought his, his image wasn't just to kind of talk about an event and a, and a thing that we're doing. It's actually more to talk about his example. That here's someone who might be afraid to attach his image to the church. Right? Someone who's like, oh, maybe I'll lose some sponsorship deals if people know that I'm an active Christian who's embarking on a mission to make other people Christians. And yet he recognizes he's part of the church. He's part of the body. He must use the gifts, the grace that he's been given to serve. I think it's an amazing example. It's, it's the same example we saw with uh, Chantel's video where you have this young woman who realizes like, hey, there's this awesome opportunity right here in Aldershot, right behind my house, and there's an empty ball hockey place, and I think God wants to help use this to help reach the community. I can't do it on my own. I sure hope other Christians understand that they are supposed to also use their gifts to serve. And so she uses some of her gifts as leadership and administration, gets a team together, and then we see we as a church are helping bless a whole community. This is what the gospel is about, and this is what God is calling us to in scriptures. There's a reason why we see people doing this, because we're, we're called to it in scripture. 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Every Christian has a gift. Better yet, every Christian has a gift set and is capable of ministering to other people. We've all received a gift from God, and I believe we've received gifts of God from birth and also at our rebirth when we begin to follow Christ. And we are to take these different gifts and we're to use them for one purpose. That purpose is to serve others, and that ultimately praises God. This is the basic principle. The basic principle is every single Christian is a minister. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others. 
as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Peter begins by telling you, you have a gift. You are gifted. Whatever gift you receive, he knows that they're all very different. He, he talks about them being various forms, variegated, but you are gifted. And you, and you have to start asking, what are my gifts? And I think he's not singling out one thing for a reason. He wants us to recognize there's so many things that are gifts from God. In fact, the word gift here is charisma. Whatever charisma you have, use it to serve others. Some of you are like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not very charismatic. I don't have charisma. You have charisma. Whatever charisma you have, use it to serve others. You might not feel like you have charisma because you're kind of thinking about charisma and you think of movie star or that type of thing. No, this, this word char- charisma is just gift. You have received a gift. And notice how it relates. It says it's a various form of God's grace. And the word charisma gift is related to charis, grace. They're actually right there. So your gift is just actually God's grace being poured into you. God has this beautiful thing called grace, which we know is not earned. It's something we receive, thankfully, from God himself through Jesus Christ. No matter what you've done or how weak your skills are. And notice what I love about this, this Griff is just this beautiful charisma. He's just pouring out into you and you're receiving it and then you're supposed to help pour it out to others. It's not like you just hoard this all to yourself or it's me, it's my gift. No, it's, it's actually like a river that's flowing, a, a source. The Spirit of God is pouring this into you and it's supposed to flow through you and you help direct it in different directions. What is this, this grace? What is this charisma? I want to throw all that in here. Everyone, by the way, is charismatic in that sense, right? I know we have, we're going to talk some more about these gifts. But we all have gifts that we're supposed to give out. You don't own the gift. It's not yours. It's God's gift. And he says to you, you are to be a faithful steward. Do you notice that word? You're a faithful steward. I think it's like, you are a manager. It's kind of like at, at Kelsey's. There's a manager who's managing things. Well, you're helping manage this beautiful gift that God's given to you, these gifts. And it, by the way, it's, it's not just one gift. Oh, I only have to do this one thing because I am this. No, you have a lot of different things in your life that have been thrown to you, and you're managing all these different things and making sure they're being poured out to serve other people. God's grace is variegated. It's very different. It manifests in different ways. And so I started thinking about, like, what are some of the things that we could say are gifts to us? Now, obviously, there's going to be these very special things, like the charismata, the, the spiritual gifts, and we're going to talk about next week, we're going to talk about speaking and leading and those type of things, and we're going to talk about serving and those type of things, and we'll talk about manifestation things. But we're, what we're hearing here is that everything is a gift. Whatever God's given you is a gift from him. It's part of his grace to you. And you know what? This could be your position in life. Maybe you're in a certain place where you're able to use some influence and you're able to uh, help serve others through that. It might be your experience. Maybe you've had some life experiences and maybe some of it's rough, but you know what? You can use that as a gift to others. Maybe it's your stage in life, where you are at right now, whether it's you're in your youth or you're, you're coming to a place where you're starting to look at retirement. It might be your finances. Each of you 
has a grace from God where he's pouring into you, and you have some of you are great with great means, some of you have a little day-to-day, but he's pouring that to you, and you are supposed to use those as well to serve others. It might be your energy. It might be your connections, your talents. It might be just your, a willingness to step out. God has graced you in your life with so many different things. And just think about the gifts. When you start to think, like, what has God given me? You can be used to serve others with that. The question starts to become, what do I best do with these things that I have? How do I serve? How do I minister? And I love this word, minister, because what it shows to me is there's not just like one minister of a church or or a staff of ministers of the church. No, you are the ministers. We are the ministers of God's grace in all of its various forms. And so he gives two examples. He wants to help us. How do I, how do, what does this look like? What do you mean all these gifts? Is kind of, so he says, okay, I'm going to give you two broad examples, two kind of categories. One is speaking and one is doing. If anyone speaks, they should do so as the one who speaks the very words of God. That terrifies me personally, that verse, that verse, and there's another verse which talks about how you know that you who teach will be judged more harshly. That terrifies me. Because this is a call that says, hey, when you speak, you're, you're supposed to be speaking the very words of God. Now, do I ever misspeak? Do you misspeak when you're speaking for God? Yeah, we get that. But the point is that when we speak, when we're using the speaking gifts or any type of leading gifts and those type of things, the motivational gifts, that they are actually to transmit the very word of God. And that God is there with you and he can speak through you to people. That you are an agent of God as you speak. You are given this trust, basically. You're entrusted with this message and now you have to bring it forth. So when you're speaking to a friend and someone maybe asks you about Jesus, like, you have an opportunity to speak the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides. I know one thing about serving in church is that sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you get tired. Sometimes you don't know where it's headed and you're kind of like, why am I doing this? Sometimes you, you come and you, and, you, and you know you're going to come to serve at the church and it's, it's been a bad week. You've got some stuff that's kind of confusing you. You've got hit by some news on the weekend. You're coming to church. It happens with me. Now I have to serve. You're kind of thinking like, how am I going to do this? I'm not strong enough. I don't have the energy. I don't have... This is the point. God says he will provide you with the strength to serve. Do you trust that God will give you the strength as you serve? Or is that just kind of a, a word that's thrown out there? No, God provides. You don't have to do this in your own strength. In fact, when you do it in your own strength, you're kind of out of his will. And that's when burnout and other things really can start to strike, right? Make sure that you're in God's will as you serve. If you're trying to serve in areas where he's not calling to serve, then... And what it, what it, the word, actually, I love the word, it's actually like, it says, God will uh, serve with the strength of the course God provides. God provides a chorus. What does that mean? Well, if you think about ancient Greek theater, there was these moments that were called the chorus, when people come out and they'd sing and they'd dance and they'd do, and, and basically what he's saying is that God is, is doing that for, for you. Another word uh, we could think of in English comes from the, the Greek. The Greek word here is choreagio. Serve with choreagio. 
that God provides. Serve with the choreography that God provides. So you think you can't dance. <laughs> oh, you can dance. You're called to dance. And this idea of serving is God is providing you with the choreography. And some of you are doing like pirouettes in the corners and some of you are up front kind of just nodding. And, but God is providing this beautiful choreography for each of you as you are working through the, the promises of God and him using the gifts through you as he's pouring his grace into you. And you're dancing. You're moving with the moves that he's providing with you. And we can't see the whole picture, but it is just like a beautiful production. And that's what the church is. This lavish provision, it says. He's just, he's just lavishly providing you with the strength that you need to serve. You're ministering with the strength that he gives. So Peter gives us categories of speaking and, and ministering or doing. And they could be like teaching and, and storytelling and all those things. Or ministering your hospitality and you're sitting down with people. However it is that these different things manifest themselves, God is saying he's going to sit there with you. And what you need to do, I think what he's done really beautifully for us here, he's, he's helping us explain we need to look for the link between the gift and himself, God. So if you speak, how is that gift of speaking linked? Well, it's linked to the message. God gave a message, and you're to speak that message. If you're serving, how's that linked to God? Well, it's linked because God is providing the strength. So however you're serving, you need to think, how does this actually connect back to God? How am I a conduit? As God pours his beautiful water into me as a container, and now I need to be watering his precious flowers, serving others, right? That's what we're all doing. We're all watering each other. That's the, the call that we're called to. Speaking, he's going to give you a message. Doing, he's going to give you strength. How do I connect the charisma, the gift, to the charis, the grace? And again, sometimes we think to ourselves, like, oh, okay, if I'm going to serve God, I, better, I can't serve God yet. I better not step up into this role because I need to get this training and that training and this first, right? I need to get myself good enough to be able to provide. And... Meanwhile, that's not how it works. Sometimes God trains us, and, but you, you, you can't just say, oh, I'm not, I'm not good enough yet. That's what grace is all about. Grace is about how he's going to give you the strength and the powers and the, and the ability to work through these things as you grow in him, as you start to serve. So be careful of kind of going, well, I can't do that. If God's put something on your heart to serve in a certain way, he provides the strength. He calls you, he equips you. And I love how he continues and he kind of says, okay, and, and why is this all happening? So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. He gifts you so that you can serve others so that God can be praised, so that Jesus can be lifted up. And then he's so overcome with this thought. I love that he just, he just starts praising himself. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. And I hope that happens with you as you're serving. So let's just break into prayer. Spontaneously, let the, the Spirit of God just go like, whoa, God, to you be the glory. Oh, man, that's why I'm doing this. So when you start getting, I don't know if you're, you're coming in and you're helping set up the tables for coffee or something, and then you're getting frustrated because there's so many people that are helping us, and then it's like, glory be to God. Oh, man. Realizing that it's him, ultimately, that is being honored and lifted up.
Now, I, I know if you are a Christian, you have heard this message many, many, many times. You heard this message last week. I was thinking like, this call to serve, this idea of being in the body. And I understand sometimes when we're, when we're being taught and we're learning from scriptures, we want to go, like, we want something new, right? And I teach philosophy. I'm a philosophy professor, and I understand. I love to read deep things. I get new angles on things. I try. And, and, and so when I'm reading this passage, it's like, how, do, how can we make this brand new? And it's kind of like, you know what? Sometimes the depth is from just sitting with this and doing it. So there's no new angle. I guarantee if you want to be deep, if you want to get deep, what, depth and fed? Get deep into serving. Experience what it means to do this and live this. That's the depth that we need. How, what is it like when I sit in Christ and serve? And you don't just learn this once. That's the thing. It's, I, it's the thing that we have to learn at each stage in life as we keep going, as we keep progressing in Christ. We get new God-given abilities sometimes. I have a friend of mine who's... Um, Family came from Rwanda, and they immigrated here, and his dad had served for, as um, an engineer for decades, and now he's, he's retired. Well, he's just returned recently in the last couple of years back to Rwanda, and all of a sudden he started a new career as a missionary. His retirement year, he is now a minister. I just thought that was really interesting to, to, to realize, like, he got called late in the game, so to say. Who knows what God's going to call you and when he's going to call you and how he's going to call you, where he's going to call you. It might be something brand new like we heard Chantel doing. It might be something, though, actually, is God just calling you to remain faithful in your service, to give you the strength to keep going with this. When I think of this, um, right now, right behind that wall right there, Rob Elliott is teaching youth, grade fives to eights. He's been doing that for a long time in this church. In fact, I met someone in the past week or so who came and was talking to me, and, and they, they actually serve in youth, uh, and then they're, they're um, ministers you know, of God's word, and, and, but they're not here anymore. They moved away, and, and uh, so I was talking with them, and they said to me, like, do you, do you still have a guy named Rob Elliott? Because he's like one of the reasons why I serve God today. I don't even know if Rob knew that. Like, I, I let him know. I sent him an email. But, like, we don't know what God's choreography. We don't know if we teach youth. And, and it, was, it wasn't even just a message that was probably spoken. It was more of, like, being there, going shopping for groceries for the next youth event or something. Like, those type of just being there in life, right? And all of a sudden, you don't know what God's doing with your servings. Sometimes I think we want to see the outcomes and know exactly what's happening. But you don't get to see the whole dance, the choreography, you get to see your part in it and play it faithfully. And every once in a while, God give you a little glimpse and you can see like, oh, that is exciting. Because I can imagine after that many years serving faithfully in youth, you might be like, oh, this is getting tired. But maybe God is just calling you to keep serving and pushing you forward. When I think about the idea of serving, I, I think about, it's, it's he, God's trying to reach you wherever you are in whatever stage you are. You might be a young person, Right? Maybe someone who's like, oh, I'm just not there yet, I can't lead yet. Or, no, God calls you. Your youth, your vitality, your energy. Yeah, you might not have as much experience, but a lot of us need the push. So start serving in those places where you can. 
Maybe you're a young adult and you're kind of finding, you know, okay, now I'm, I'm starting to settle. How do, I, how do I use my gifts? Maybe you're busy parents. It's hard to serve when you're busy parents. I know this. How do I, how do I serve in this? Maybe part of how you're serving is with your kids and through your kids and in the community. Those of you who are single, I just want to throw this out there. God says that that's a gift. Some people feel like it is. Some people feel like, oh, not, not necessarily. But the point is, this place in your life right now, you have a chance to be serving in certain ways that you might not be able to otherwise. If you're an empty nester, and I've been talking to a few people who are, had been at a stage, I talked to a pastor, actually, and he was like, well, be careful with them, because now they can just kind of back away. And, and his whole thing was like, we got, we got to challenge them to, to help stick around and to, instead of just stepping back, Maybe you don't do some of the things you used to do, but like mentoring and making sure you're always serving, no matter what stage in life you are, serving, finding how God is going to fit you in. And that's just basically kind of listening to the Spirit, right? And, and, and discerning, where does He want me? There's no kind of, you have to do this. We do have the ministry fair at the back, and I'm, I'm really excited that we have a lot of opportunities for you. Like, it could be children's ministry. Could, we're trying to start up a new men's and women's ministries. Uh, building maintenance crew that helps take care of the buildings. We've got welcome teams, music, story team, video, youth. We've got our small groups, our covcoms, libraries and global missions. We've got Rolling Horse. We've got Nextdoor, Alpha. These are ways which you can serve in this church and help us work. There's also like an, an unofficial way of helping, right? Which is basically you're in your neighborhood and, and you realize, hey, God needs me to start a Bible study for these people. Or God wants me to start to, to make friendships here or help me to serve in this way. It's not just only in its particular official church capacities. I remember uh, uh, for my own self being really impacted by someone who felt God calling them to just take people out to dinner that were new at the church. This couple was like, ah, when they met new people, they go, we're going to go up to lunch. Well, I came, we showed up at this church. We had plans to go to a bunch of churches and figure out what church we we're going to go to. Showed up. This couple met us. was like, hey, can we take, come, to, come to our home? Come to dinner? We never went to another church. It's because these people were using their gifts this way. So it, it can be official, unofficial. However God is, is moving in you, how do I utilize what God's giving me in its whole capacity to serve God? Maybe it's something brand new you want to help the church get organized on. Maybe you're going to work with another organization like Youth, Limit, Youth Unlimited. Or there's, there's, there's many different ways. What I have to say, and I, and I want to warn you, is the thing that we can't do is be spiritual hoarders. Just let God pour the water. We keep building and building and building it up, and it never gets out. First of all, because you might not get some of the, the new graces he wants to give you because you never let any of it out. Second of all, it might be like suffocating you. I have a picture here. Buried alive. You've just been given all these gifts. It reminds me of kind of Christmas, where my wife is kind of like, nah. she gets worried about the grandparents because they just come with so many gifts, and same with the aunts and the uncles. And it's kind of like, we don't need that many more gifts. This is like, they're gonna, it's gonna collapse and crush my children or something. All the, all the presents, right? Like, or at least give some of those away to the next, to play with them and use them, and then you, like, this is the thing we have to be very careful about. Is we're, as we realize that we are given gifts, we're given the gifts to give away, to bless others with the gifts. It's not about how do I, oh, I feel better because I've been used. Now, you will feel better because you are using your gifts, but you're not doing it for that purpose, right? Sometimes you're going to feel really tired when you're using your gifts. But God is using you to bless others. 
What does it look like when you live a life of serving other people? I went to the funeral of, of Heather Moore's father on Saturday, on Friday. His name is George Berry. And I never met George. I came to support Heather and to represent the church, and it came with Nancy. And as we sat there, and I heard the stories of this man come in. I heard his, his grandchildren speak and attest to how he just knew scripture and how he, and I heard people talk about how he poured into to so many people to sit and talk and listen and actually be connected and, and basically serve them with his wisdom and his time. And, and he knew scripture so well that he could kind of give a word at the right moment to different people. And when I heard of him, and, I, and I, I, it was overcoming me, it was like one of those times where you're just like, actually like overwhelmed. And Bruce was there as well and gave a testimony to this person and just realizing like the, peop, the legacy he's left of pouring into other people, serving other people, what they're like now and how they're serving people. And I'm thinking like, this is what I want to look like. This is what the spiritual legacy I want to see. That I use my gifts in a way that blessed others and then they looked at that and they saw Jesus Christ as a result. That his name was lifted up because of the way that I live my life. And so I pray for us as we as a church start to, each of us individually, see the, the gifts that God has given to us. We search our hearts, that the, that the Spirit speak to us and show us the ways that we are to serve. And as you serve, I pray as a result that Jesus Christ's name is lifted up. Holy be he forever.